This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. We appreciate uh, all your service and what you've done for this great country and even more to come. All right, looking at weather right now, Galveston, 57 down on the island. Pretty much anywhere from 52 to 55 degrees on the high ground, but going to be real cloudy today with occasional rain showers, high of 64. North-northeast winds will be 10 to 20. That rain chance today is only 50%, so they drop that during the nighttime hours tonight. Overcast, slight chance of a rain shower, low near 60. North-northeast winds 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, looks like about another 50% chance of rain with uh, occasional showers for the afternoon. High of 67, north-northeast, 15 to 25. Winds picking up a little bit more. So anyway, tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're on four of them. We're sitting on a high right now. It was 1.4 at 140 a.m. We have a low coming up at 839 a.m. and 0.3. Then a high at 407 p.m. at 1.6. And then a low tonight, 9.16 p.m., a 1.3. 6.40 a.m. is sunrise, 5.27 p.m. sunset. Moon phase is 7%. Current conditions, Galveston Channel down there, it's showing uh, 57 degree. Air temperature was 72 degree water. North-northeast winds 11 to 14. Eagle Point, it's 58 degrees with 68 degree water. Northeast, 15 to 16 and up in the north end of the complex at Morgan's Point, it's 55 degrees with 67-degree uh, water with a north wind at 7 to 9 miles per hour. So it's a little misty out there. Occasional wiper slapping going on coming in this morning, but uh, not not great, but not too bad either. I'm sure somebody will go fishing today. It's November. All right, let's run over to the Golden Triangle area and let's check in with our good friend, Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, see what he's up to this morning. Bill, good morning. How you doing? Hey, man, how are you? Couldn't be better. What's up? Well, I guess uh, I finally got about two inches of rain. Ain't that yeah. something? Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> it was like the Sahara Desert around here. We just didn't get any rain, but uh, finally it's got a couple of we can get. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I, I don't see any running off anywhere, <laughs> but it, maybe uh, it might have rained a little harder some other spots, you know, other than where I'm at, but uh, I don't think we got enough to really 
change the position of the fish any or do any of that. No. I think they'll all still be pretty close to where they were. I'll concur on that one. I don't think it's going to change much of anything. No, but uh, maybe might put a little bit of life in uh, my poor uh, blueberry bushes. I think I lost two of them. I think they, uh, I think they just shriveled up and died. That's uh, that's kind of crazy, but I've had those things for a long time, and I actually saw the bottom of my pond and. I've never seen that in uh, since 1982. That pond had water in it. <laughs> now it's—I uh, mean, it fluctuates some, but right. basically, I never have seen the bottom of it. But I, I think I've got maybe two inches of water in that thing right now. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, it, it is. It's—it uh, seemed like it, even if it did rain anywhere around, it didn't rain here. And usually, if it rains anywhere, it rains here. It's just kind of a total reversal of fortunes. But uh, hey, I mean, all uh, all the fish in my pond got carried off by otters and uh, and big blue herons and white herons and you know whatever whatever wanted a piece of the action got in on it. Yeah, with the dead shallow, that's. Easy prey, that's kind of like the way our fish are when they go real shallow. Man, they're easy pickings. Yeah. <laughs> they're a lot easier easy to catch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, the uh, the fishing should be good after this. I mean, yeah, and, uh, it's... I've still got some open bookings left toward the end of the month. Won't be, uh, won't be fishing on Thanksgiving Day, but... Have some. I'll have some some openings, and uh, I figure this fishing is going to last right up through December. Oh yeah, we hadn't even got to Thanksgiving yet. That's be- the best fishing I've always seen over all the years between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, it's a good time. As long as the, very good as long time. As water temperature is hovering somewhere around sixty to sixty-seven. That's primo. You know. It, It'll be, uh, they'll be biting. That's, uh, and last, I think last week it got up to about, oh, somewhere around 74 before this front. But right. it had been down, uh, I, as I was running down the Sabine River the other day, it was, uh, 67 degrees, and the lake itself was 64. And, boy, the water was beautiful out there. Good gracious. All out in Coffee Ground Cove in the north end of the lake, all the way across to the uh, Natchez. That that was some pretty water. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah, water gets clean this time of year when you get these water temps down and you don't have all that photoplankton and algae and everything else in it. It gets very good clarity. Cleans up real good after hard blows, too. Yes, it does. The sediment falls right out. Well, anyway, I uh, I just uh, got made a run to Palestine to my friend's place and killed me a real nice doe. So uh, I've got meat in the box out there. Got to carve it up and process it here pretty quick. I'm kind of letting it marinate. The smoker yeah. up. Yeah, I'm sausage time. Gonna... <laughs> I, yeah, I might not make sausage out of this deer. I might make just do all burger with it. I think I'm going to do mostly uh, half brisket and half venison. That's uh, yeah. And then, I'll, of course, I'll have some good fry steaks. Those folks up there around Palestine, they have some nice deer, and a lot of those people around those little farms up there that protein feed, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, those deer, they're not pressured. Most of those people just shoot bucks. They'll shoot one buck. And, uh, I mean, my friend, had, he uh, he just shoots one buck, and his son shoots one buck on his place. That's it. I'll be. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they don't shoot does. I'm, I'm the privileged guy that gets to shoot a dove. I said, why don't y'all shoot does? You've got plenty of them running around here. Oh, we're just, we're just hunt bucks. We don't feel like killing a doe. <laughs> same, old, same old thing that everybody always said. Leave the does to make babies. Yeah, but it's, uh, according to most, you know, wildlife management, they want a, they want a cleaner ratio than that and just get it as close to one to one, one buck per doe. You know, that's for, what they better, say. for better genetics. And, yeah, that's, that's how they say it. So I believe that's true. That, um, because when it's that, when the competition's that heavy, you know, and uh, there's only a handful of does to go around, then your dominant bucks are going to be the ones to spread their genes. Yeah. Well, we uh, we saw a real nice buck after we loaded my doe on the tailgate and started back to the camp. It was still legal shooting light. And Probably had his wife great. in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> That was, just, he was probably yeah. tailing her. <laughs> I mean, that great big buck standing over on the corner Man. of the property. He's standing right out there in the bald open. I said, hey, here's a rifle. He didn't have his rifle with him. He didn't hunt that evening. He said, oh, man, look at that. So what does he do? He grabs the binoculars. Yeah. I said, do no, 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 no. Grab the rifle. <laughs> so he looked at it through the binoculars. And during that interim, that buck decided he'd walk into the thicket. So the moral of the story is if you see a shooter, grab the rifle. Don't Well, you know it you know it's a shooter before you pick up your binoculars. You might as well pick up the rifle and zero him in on the scope and turn Oh heck yeah, he's out there. Stand broadside about 80 yards. Oh, boy. Right out there in the open. Yeah. It, uh, you only have so long, they'll, they'll get nervous and walk off. But it was a nice one. I'll guarantee you, he was obviously out past his ears. <laughs> that was a good buck. Way up tall. Mm. I don't know how many points he had, but he was totally legal. Right. So, poor guy fretted. He fretted about that for the rest of the night. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, yeah. all the, the bucks are running does all through East Texas, and uh, it's fixing to start in the hill country up there. Yeah. A buddy of me and Blaine's texted me last night, and he's up there around, uh, what's the name of that little town he's at? Spicewood. It's up there around Austin, Marble Falls area, and uh, yeah, he said it's it's fixing to go off up there in another week or two. Ready to have the hill country? Yeah, he said the young bucks are sniffing and scraping, so it yep. should be going uh, off pretty soon. It's going on in East Texas, that's for sure. Yeah, that time this, of year. Uh, Always starts out weather, early over here. This little weather that come through, uh, it it started everything moving. Right. I mean, they uh, they saw lots of deer uh, last couple of days. So it's uh, just just what they needed to get everything kicked off. Yeah, and this but, weather change uh, here ought to get the get the waterfowl moving too. Oh yeah. Stir yeah. them up. Yes, sir. And it's just uh, it's a good time to be alive here in uh, southeast Texas. <laughs> you know, it's hard to figure out which way to go. Don't it know is. Whether to grab your gun or grab your, grab your rod and reel. Both. <laughs> go somewhere <laughs> where you can do it all. <laughs> Fish yeah, and that's, uh, right. <laughs> that's for sure. I'll tell you what, I... I've got a little break in my action here. I think I might just hook up the boat as soon as this weather breaks and go get me some fish to to fix for me. Yeah. I have not I've not eaten a piece of fish in the last oh good grief. Probably a month. 
That's uh, too bad you can't go grab a few flounder for the table. Oh, yeah, and they're finally moving. Yeah, they are. Caught, <laughs> Everybody's catching big ones now. It's, yeah. uh, I've been getting photos. Look at what we had to throw back in the water today. Four and five and six pound flounder. Adios. Yeah, I've, I've dropped uh, <laughs> several threes and a couple of fours back in the water myself. You know, just sad story. Nobody yeah, likes is. to throw back the flounder. They, you know, but... Uh, now we've uh, now we've got uh, Louisiana actually caring about their flounder, so life's going to get good over here. I think I think we'll turn around in a couple more years. Should we'll start having flounder fishing like we used to have. Uh, I mean, boy, your your backyard used to be it. Well, there and Calcasieu both. I mean, just yeah, man, how many flounder you want to catch? It was, used to be crazy. Yeah, you could actually build a guide service on flounder alone. Well, there was one guy over there for years. That's all he did was flounder tri- tri- uh, trips. What was his name? Skip yeah. James or something like that? Skip James. Yeah. Skip James. Skippy. Skippy. Yeah, he uh, he was a darn good flounder fisherman, too. Sure was. But... His card got pulled out of the way. Oh, I got like got a break, Bill. Hang on a second, man. I got All right, go ahead, man. Take, I'll be right back to you. Well, the Belleville Meat Market this week, they're double featuring their jalapeno pecan smoked sausage and three cheeses pecan smoked sausage. You can actually try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. A full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve it Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., with pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, they're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys with the holidays ahead of us. Reserve yours now while the getting's good. And custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter, have it processed any way you like. And their wild game processing, they're second to none. And uh, check out their Vinny Dogs and Hot Dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7, and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. All right, I'm back with you, buddy. We were, what were we talking? Flounder a little bit? I got carried away and went over the break. Yeah. <laughs> got preoccupied yeah, with flounder fishing. <laughs> flounder, flounder can get you preoccupied real quick. I mean, uh, in Louisiana, nobody throws back a flounder, but now they have to. Man, I've seen them throw potato chips in the cooler over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little bitty flounder, man. I'm going, are you serious? About the size of your hand. <laughs> yeah, but they sure fry up good, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crispy. Whole fried flounder, let me tell you how good that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, but really, we had, we had such a flounder fishery over here back in, uh, 98, 99, uh, there were so many flounder that you you just catch them by accident going down trout fishing and, you yeah. know, you just catch them. See, that's when and you know were, you got a lot of flounders when you're not even fishing for them and you're catching them. Yeah, that's right. And if you really zeroed in on them, you know, I had, I had a really good friend. He passed away, but uh, his name was Floyd Shelburne. And Floyd was telling me one day that he kept a log about how many flounder he had caught out of the Keith Lake area. He said, my log book shows that I've caught 9,000 flounder in the last, I forget how many years it was, but he had caught and kept 9,000 flounder over a few-year period. And uh, the next breath out of his mouth was, I wonder why there's not many flounder. Yeah, isn't that? I said, you're the reason. 
I said, you're the reason, Floyd. <laughs> yep. You killed 9,000 flounder. He said, well, what do you do with that, that many fish? Uh, I don't know what he was doing with them. What was uh, he eating flounder three times a day, breakfast, you know, lunch and supper? <laughs> I wonder about that. But uh, <laughs> he's literally cleaned out Keith Lake fish bass. Man, oh man! But he he really he really taught me a little bit more that I knew about flounder fishing. Now he's he's been gone now since I think maybe two thousand one or two thousand two. He was a really nice fellow, just a, a really solid flounder fisherman. He knew his business. And boy, I mean, he knew where the spots were, where they gathered, and it was uh, really interesting to watch. He didn't like people around him too much, but for some reason or another, he let me get close, close enough I could sit and talk to him. That's uh, <laughs> it was a big guy. Mm. Just uh, finally, uh, finally had a pacemaker put in. Finally. After after a really good flounder trip, he went home and walked across the yard, fell over dead, and went on home. So that's what my grandpa did. That's how he died. He went and he worked in the garden all morning, then went crappie fishing, brought home a mess of crappie. My grandma fried him up for him. She killed him with them crappie. He <laughs> he had. Suffering and uh, laid on the couch and was watching the news and said, this is it. And he just passed away right there. Massive wow. heart attack. Boom. How old was he? Man, Charlie was, I don't know, 68, 69. Too young. Well, back then, you know, that was, that was about right. <clears throat> about average. Yeah, that was about average. Yeah. Nowadays, if you hit 80, you're on barred time, baby. Yeah, you are. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Man, I can't believe all the people going in their 50s, you know, late 40s and mid-50s. Yeah. Days. Yeah. Well, that's sooner or later your card gets pulled out of the rack. Well, and a lot of it's the big C, you know, cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a whole lot more to that than we really understand and know. But Environmental fallout. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, that uh, that gets a lot of people. You get uh, your lung cancer from asbestosis and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, back... I think all the classrooms we grew up in school in were had asbestos ceiling tiles and all that in them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they probably Lead did. paint. I mean, we were exposed to all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't eat any of it, but I was exposed to it. <laughs> no, I didn't eat any of it I didn't gnaw on any door frames or anything growing up that I know of. No, I didn't. Didn't eat any school paste or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did no. I did sniff a little of it though. <laughs> glue sniffer. <laughs> no, it wasn't wasn't glue, it was school paste. I thought, well that stuff smells like it tastes all right, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I remember all that, that was, paste. <laughs> that was for the dumb guys. Yeah. Put all those dunces in the corner and we can paste things together. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy boy you do that now that's child abuse set somebody in the oh, corner yeah. oh lord they'll have your job yeah yeah hey getting back to those flounder what gets me is all year long you know flounder giggers and you know flounder boats and all that they can nuke flounder all year <laughs> and then all the all the real flounder enthusiasts with the rod and reel it's their time of year, and they're getting, you know they get ready for their time of the year, and it's taken away from them. That's the only thing that aggravates me over this. Yeah, that that bothers me too. It's not a fair you chase know, for all fishermen. It's well, there's a lot of 
No, and it's it's not a fair chase for all hunters either. True. You know, if you got a high fence ranch and you you're on uh, MLD level three or whatever, you can start hunting from October all the way through to February. And uh, and the poor old boy out here in the piney woods has got you know an expensive deer lease that he pours all his money into. He's held to a different standard. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, money talks and whatever walks. That's uh, right. It's frustrating to me. And, uh, you know, if you can, if you can afford to uh, plant standing crops and shoot all the ducks you want to shoot, and the old poor old boy over here that can't afford all that, he's, uh, he's left on the outside. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's not any equity to any of it. No. No. I, I've got I've got uh, maybe what twenty five or thirty days that I can shoot a doe in my backyard, and uh, everybody that's got those uh, MLD properties, they can they can start shooting in October. Exactly. <laughs> I could have already killed one. <laughs> Uh, that's just the way it is. Well, have you heard anything from any of your any of your buddies in Louisiana over these uh, limit changes coming in uh, November the twentieth? Yeah, there's a, there's there's a, a, a cry and a whine from over in the east side. Little, little yeah, the east side of the on. state. Yeah, but there's I, I heard one guy over there that was a guy that was really for it. He said it's time to time to back off of that that 25 was way too many even even in a fishery like venice you know yeah and, you know uh, mike's pretty, been oh jeff coat's been saying it for a long time said hey man i mean you know he he could even keep his 25 with a trip yeah that's right I mean, that's and what was happening people were actually would actually drive home with his fish and they were way over the aggregate you know possession limit yeah that's right. You know, and that they, didn't make they any took sense his fish, either. too, you know, with theirs. That's crazy. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's that's why I, I quit taking my limit, even when I'm fishing in Louisiana. I, I quit mm-hmm. that two years ago. And uh, nobody nobody questioned it. Everybody was no. for it. This, uh, this, you have to have some conservation in mind. And there's, I had two guys in the boat. That's thirty fish, any way you look at it. Yeah, between two and two customers, I mean, that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. And if there was any size to them, you wind up with three gallon bags of, of fillets. And adding my fifteen trout on top of that, right, just didn't seem to make any sense to me. So uh, you know, maybe maybe somebody might have been upset enough about that they didn't fish with me anymore, but I didn't know about it. They, uh, yeah. I asked them, is it okay with y'all if we just keep keep your 15 apiece? And uh, everybody said, yeah, sure, we've got to think about the future. So, I mean, it starts with me. And uh, It does. I, it starts with all it. the guides, you know. Yeah, we're the ones that drives that. And uh, really, there's there's not enough fish for me to catch 45 or 60 fish in my boat. I just right. feel like that. You can clean a place out. If you hit a spot, you know, daily, and you've got a really good school of fish around you, you're going you're gonna to knock them down. You know, after about well, sure. the second and third day, you're not going to have that many fish to catch. But we are efficient at what we do. Yeah, and, and you, put multiple boats on them and see what happens. You know, it goes quicker than you think. Boom. Yes, it does. Yeah. Everybody catches a few or a lot. You're going to knock that school down. I mean, the other day we, we fished down, down the Sabine River, and I think, we fished a half a mile and caught and caught 
and caught and caught and caught 14 to 17 inch fish. Just caught them and caught them and caught them almost every cast. Yeah. And uh, we kept, you know, put our 30, I had two people, put our 30 in the box and and probably in 30 minutes. <laughs> That's how, and then we just caught them and let them go. We yeah. let them shake off at the boat. Time to go red fishing. Yeah, and we did that too. Yeah. Went out there and found, found a school of reds and caught, uh, caught five of those. They were all 28, 29 inches. Uh, we only kept two of those. Boy, they were beautiful. Carrot orange, gold. Uh, the prettiest redfish you'll ever see. Yeah, they're pretty when they're like that, all lit up. Man, they're beautiful. Oh, yeah. We Especially even when went you down reel them in, get them up by the boat in real clear water. That's real pretty. Oh, yeah. That's the pumpkins. water. Was real pretty. Look like pumpkins. <laughs> yes, they do. And we, we went down the shoreline and found a redfish tailing pushing shrimp, and the mm-hmm. shrimp would just go up in showers in the air when he'd go through them. No blue tip and, uh, on that tail. Yep, I got ahead of him. Now, that one was 26 inches. I got yes. ahead of him and uh, parked the boat, and he was coming right down the Let shoreline. Let him feed to you. Yep, and we made a perfect cast. Right, I mean, he was on the shoreline, just like that person step off. Throw it in his mouth. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah threw it up there and he kind of disappeared for a second. I think he he felt the boat move. You know, yeah. the pressure waves in a foot of water, that, that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. But uh, they, that guy threw up there into that, I mean, he made the perfect cast and brought it right by where that fish stopped. And boy, he unloaded on it. That, that's, a, that's an interesting thing to watch. You get a guy that can really cast good and straight. Mm-hmm not get up in the cane and put that bait right where it's supposed to be. Man, oh, man. That'll work. Knock, all right, Bill. Well, I got to run, my friend. If somebody wants well, to get with right. you about coming over and fishing with you for the re- remainder of the year, how do they get a hold of you, man? 409-673-9211. All right. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure. And you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Be safe and and happy right, Veterans brother. Day. All right, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. See you, man. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Veterans Day morning, let's head up to Conroe and check in with the fish dude this morning. Good morning, Richard. What's going on? Not a lot. Not a lot. Just sitting here watching Greg Hackney uh, bed fish on Seminole. (laughs) (laughs) What channel are you on? I'm on. I'm I'm YouTubing it. Oh, you're YouTubing it? Okay. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things. I found it yesterday. Can't you get well, enough of that stuff, man? Are you no, sick or something? Never. I guarantee you, I am. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it. I will tell you what, that's you know, because the thing is, it's you're always going to learn from somebody else. And I tell you what, watching them do this on the on these bedfish is is just it's different. You know, I, he's got a really really slow approach to him because he's you know he's fishing this one little area. And he's, I, I don't know how much weight he's got already, but, but, uh, he's, he's culling right now, but it's, you know, he's been in this one little small area that's real shallow. He's push pulling through it. He's every time he sees a fish, he's creeping back down off the deck, pushing back off of it and stuff like that. So it's, and then hunkering down so they can't see him, you know, all that good stuff. So just sneaking up on them, and it's it's fun to watch other people do it because I get out there thinking, man, I'm crazy doing all this stuff, but <laughs> I'm glad to see somebody else does it too. But I'll tell you what, Thursday, them dang harbors bit pretty good. They did real good. I, I saw what, that. I saw your man. photos. Yeah, we, and that was, we got those pretty quick, and we had, uh, you know, had limited out with 10 of them, but I think we had two or three more keepers that we threw back. 
and then had to, several of them 17, 17 and a half inch fish. So it wasn't too bad. And then jumped on them catfish and dang, they were biting pretty good too. So dang ended it, man. Up, I mean, they can't beat that. Go for a double header. And it's, uh, you know, just didn't get to the crappie. And I'm glad too, because it just, I, I'm still not too excited about Conroe crappie. They just, they're just not thick enough yet. So. I don't know what the deal is with them, but it's, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to change. I know that. But it's right now, today I got a birthday party to go to. So it's, uh, I'll be down there around Hancomer doing, doing a grandson's birthday party. So it's, that's what I'm going to do today. And it's, I don't know what the weather's supposed to do. I keep talking about rain, but I don't think it's going to rain too much up here. It, right now, it's, it's kind of, it's not bad, but the, you know, we've got a north, was northeast wind blowing yeah it's, so it's it's uh it's, it's not too cold i'd like to be out there fishing to see what some fish are doing because i know they're just start moving you know when these weather changes happen they start moving and you know just like the the bass the other day i was talking about they moved up on the rocks and stuff and it's about time so i know there's going to be more of them moving to those rocks but they'll There'll be some change in their positions as with this cooler weather and stuff. And uh, had a had a friend of mine tell me about a rock pile I didn't know about out there the other day, so I got to go try to find it. It's sitting out in the big middle of a flat somewhere, and I just I know I got a general idea, but I I still got about a half half mile of water to look at just to find it. So that's uh I, I need to go find that thing because it's where it's where it's supposedly setting is close to a creek channel that they're going to move up in to try to spawn later on. You know, now I'm talking about the spawn here in November. Well, a couple of years ago, my first sight fishing bass on a bed, I caught January, I think it was January 16th. So if the weather stays right, they'll be moving up there in that shallow stuff. And, and, uh, uh, water temperature is still, you know, it's still 70, like what was the other day, 72. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. It's what it is yeah, here so, on the coast this morning, 70 to 72. Yeah, so it was about 72 the other day, you know, this little front block and the fresh water coming in too. It'll cool it down even a little bit more. So as that as that water cools down, they'll, they'll start getting a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more aggressive. And hopefully we can catch a whole bunch of them big ones. I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Them two and a half, three pounders. They're okay. They're fun to catch, but I want them. Man, I want them eights and nines. That's what I'm after. Because they just, I just saw they came out with that Brandon Belt schedule and off limits and practice days. Uh, so this, I, I got to get tuned up for it. It's coming to Conroe in, in February and Robert Rayburn in January. So I got to do that and then. There'll be a couple of lakes that I haven't, uh, one lake that I've never been on. It's Lake of the Pines, so it's coming up. I think April's when it's happening. And then Cedar Creek will be happening in March. So I fished Cedar Creek before, but I never fished it in March. Now, Lake of the Pines, never been there at all, so don't have a clue. You know, I have no idea what to fish up there. So that'll be, that'll be kind of shooting at that one blind, so... We'll see how it works, and then they got the championship. If I qualify for it, it'll be on Toledo Bend. So that gives me, give me, gives me some likes I'm familiar with, and some that I'm, I'll be hitting for the very first time. You know, like that Lake of the Pines deal. I don't know. Like I say, I've never been there, have no clue. So I get get it. I might get a chance to go up there and and practice other than the official practice days. But if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit it as hard as I can, see what I can come up with, because I won't be you know that's normally that's during my busy time of year anyway. March, April, May that's always busy, so that's uh, you know it may just be when I just show up and go fish, and that's fine too. Sometimes that does you better than than getting any preconceived ideas of what to do. Just go up there, practice a couple of days, find what you find, and then fish it. And then and just yeah, you spend a week up there doing it. The weather's going to change on you before tournament time. It always does. Always, always. Everything I mean, that you know, you've uh, pre-fished for is washed out. Ex- <laughs> I've exactly. seen that a million times, man. I guarantee it's happened. It's happened so much. You can have you can have some of the best weather in practice and get out there and do everything. And then the tournament days, the wind blows, cold front blows in, rains. 
you know, all kinds of stuff happens. So everything just changes. You're right. I mean, it's that's typical tournament stuff. I learned that a long time ago. Tournament days are always going to be your worst days, no matter what. The wind's going to do something. Rain's going to do something. And, and every once in a while you get a good one, you know. You know, but it's, uh, it's one of those deals where you got to anticipate the worst always because it, it's, odds are it's going to happen. Yeah, yesterday morning I was watching that uh, Texas State Championship with the high schoolers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, showed this uh, guy and girl co-ed team fishing together, and uh, they won it. They had like 25, 13 or something. They almost had 26 pounds. Yeah, you're talking about Fowling Clepper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I I fished against her and her dad on Tuesdays. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Fallon's a good. She's a good stick. I guarantee you. See, she she started fishing. Me and my daughter was fishing that thing for a long time before she went ahead and grew up. And and then uh, Julian and Fallon, they uh, they started fishing together on Tuesdays. And she, you know, they got into high school stuff. And she's won several of them. She's won several of those championships, whether it be on on Conroe, whether it be out of state. You know. Did she, didn't she won one in Louisiana too, I think. Oh yeah. I guarantee yeah. you she's a good stick. There ain't yeah. no doubt. She is. I that's mean, good to see. And that's I mean, I love seeing these youngsters get into it like that. She's she's doing really good, you know. Hopefully she sticks with it from what I understand. She's gonna she's gonna hang in there for a while anyway, but I know, think she wants to be a wildlife biologist or something, is what she wants. And that's great. Get a scholarship I mean, that, for. Yeah. Yeah, because they do. They they raise some deer too. So that's I mean that's yeah, one they of the do. things. Fish they and got, deer, they, bring them. Yeah, <laughs> we I mean, need them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the thing. So yeah, these youngsters that get into the outdoors like that. I know several of them that you know mainly they're fishing, but but right. uh, like like with her and her dad, you know they're all into the deer and the genetics of the deer and stuff like that, and then then the fishing aspect of it also. So it's uh, you know. I'm glad to see it because, yeah, you know, especially, in, especially in the guide business. In the guide business, there ain't there ain't a whole lot of youngsters out there that are that are trying to be guides anymore. I mean, I don't know what's happening with it, but there is the, on the coast. I mean, we got a oh, lot, a lot of a lot of good young talent coming up right now. You know, down this well, way, and and it's uh it's good to see. Because a lot good. of them get I mean, it. They're uh, very uh, respectful of the resource. I mean, that's that's the key thing right there. The ones that don't abuse it. They just go out there and, exactly. and, do, it, and do what they need to do and, and do the right thing by people that they're taking. You know, that's right. that's one of my big things because a lot of people just, I call them fly-by-nighters and they're just, they just rob you. One hit wonders. Make, <laughs> that's it. They're out there to make money and that's it. And they, they don't care if you catch fish or not. Me personally, but if, if I don't catch them, I just I take it real, real. It, it hurts my my feelings real bad if I don't catch fish. I mean, that's one thing I take. I beat myself up so bad for not yeah, catching. Yeah, and you should. The fish. We all do it, but uh, that's just that's fishing, man. That's part of the game we play. Richard, I got a roll, my friend. Somebody wants to call you about getting up to Conroe and hanging out with you. How they do it? Well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Hey, have a good weekend, Richard. Always a pleasure talking to you, bud. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. See you, man. Later. All right, that's the Fish Dude up on Conroe. All right, let's head down Matagorda Way now. Let's check in with our good friend, <laughs> Captain Charlie Paradosky. Charlie P, what's up? Morning, Mickey. What's happening? How you doing? Oh, I'm hanging out, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm better, too. i got a few days off. Do you? Well, good. Well, you, that's a good time for it. <laughs> These uh, doom and gloom forecasts, I'm not seeing the rain over here, you know, like everybody else has got. Well, I was looking at it last night before I went to bed, and it was like, supposed to be 80 percent today well they dropped it to 50 and uh now monday there's a pretty good chance you know 80 or 90 percent monday but that could change too hey it's uh it's a forecast yeah yeah they're they're pretty good at forecasting but 
Now we had to fish yesterday. We had about a fifteen boat corporate group, and uh, Ooh. it uh, most people you know, went to the river. I mean, these people weren't dressed for it or nothing. But I bet they weren't, man. It was slimy yesterday over this way. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that bad here. It wasn't it as wasn't. bad as we thought. You know, there was. In fact, it never rained a drop until. Most most everybody came in about ten thirty, and a shower started about eleven. So it uh, it wasn't that bad. And understand that I I came home. I've been there all week, and uh, uh, hell, I heard the sun came out after I left. So I well, I didn't see any sunshine yesterday. It stayed real heavy, overcast, and misty, and sprinkly, and. It, uh, it was not a nice day. A lot of wind. Then he'd lay down for a little bit, and then he'd come back up. And We all went, most of us went in the river and caught just a few fish, a lot of small trout. Mm-hmm. But some of them went to, in the shallows and got the redfish and a few drum, enough to make them happy. But Right. I mean, the forecast was 100% chance of rain, you know, predicted for a whole week, and, uh, you know, we were worried about getting it in, and really, really wasn't that bad. Right. Would have been a good day to do some hardcore weight fishing. So, yeah. You know, I weighed fished uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and we had no problem catching fish. We, Thursday was a really good day. Uh, those fish ate. It's like they knew something was coming. I hadn't seen nothing, but. And uh, most of those fish were 17 to 21 inch trout. And uh, people were scattered all over the place. It seemed like everybody caught fish. So, but it's not like that every day. I can guarantee you that. No. You know? If it was, you wouldn't have any fish left. Yeah. At one time, it was like that. But Yeah, you could bank on it. Yeah. But uh, since that freeze, it's been a little different. Things changed. Yeah. And most of these trout, like I told you the other day, they're they're skinny. They're not fat. Oh, our trout are fat over here. They're butterballs, man. We caught one in the river yesterday about 22 inches, and it was a big old fat butterball. Was it? Yeah. Probably been living in there all year gorging on shad and shrimp. Oh, yeah. The the river's full full of bait. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That was uh, a resonant you know, river fish. <laughs> yeah. You know, that river's like a magnet. Those fish want to go to that river. It's because it's got so much bait in it. You know, they can't shrimp in it. Yeah, the, the nutrients are just, they're there. It's prime habitat. Yeah. yeah. So when it gets real cold, we'll have some really good trips on there. But, uh, other than that, we're still just pecking on them over here, waiting for something. Oh, we get these fronts, and we get these fronts that bite for two or three days. The way it's, it's the way it's always been, and then it's like yeah, soft. you get a warm up, and it starts backing off a little bit. But yeah, I like yeah. those warm ups in December, right before Christmas. Man, I remember, you know, in years past when you get those. Uh, 80 to 85 degree days ahead of Christmas, and those fish were snapping like loggerhead turtles, buddy. Just getting a, getting waist deep water somewhere where it's protected on a pumping south wind. Yeah, couldn't get a lure back. Big fish too. Boy, I remember those days. Crazy. De- December is the yes. best month of the year to fish. It's a good. One. You, know? you can get the weather right. You know where you can get out there. Yeah. You can, things come together. You can have some memorable trips in December, man. Most of my oh, yeah. fond the, memories uh, from now till back in the day, December's just yeah. a really good month. I've always said if, you, if I had to pick the two best weeks of the year to fish, it would be the first two weeks of December. Mm-hmm. Catch the weather right, you can't miss, and if you're a hardcore fisherman and you're and you're wade fishing, you can get them anyway. Yeah, go go anyway. Yeah, you'll get them. 
Oh. As James says, no bad weather, just bad gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, we got some oyster boats working over in West Matagorda Bay. Do you? Yeah. You know, I, I thought they closed all that down, but uh, they're working around Shell Island and Mad Island. Right. They limit on where they let them oyster. They can't just oyster everywhere. You know, when they, uh, last year they opened up oyster in East Bay for the whole month of October on the west end of the bay. I saw up to 75 boats in there. And, Good Lord. And, uh, and after they left, that's where all the fishing was the whole damn winter. Right where they, they turned all up, that stuff man. over. Yeah. Go over in East Bay in the summer and that we'd go in behind them oyster boats. They'd work one reef over one day. There were so many you couldn't fish it. Next day, you'd go in behind them boats, and you just catch couldn't them. believe all the fish you'd catch. Crazy. Hell, yeah. Yes, sir. It was good. Yes. All right, Charlie P., we'll enjoy your time off and rest up and get ready for another run. Somebody wants to get with you. How do they get a hold of you? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, man. Good talking to you, Charlie. Have a good weekend. Oh, and happy Veterans Day. Thank you, Mickey. Take care. All right, buddy. Later. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.